if you need another incentive, just having a podcast and being somebody who does it is like a thing because most people have tried it and quit or they, I mean, most people just never try. And it's like, oh, well, of course it didn't work. Like, how, sure. how could it? <laughs> it did not work or did you not work? There's a gigantic, yes. oh, that's good. gigantic difference there. Uh, but, you know, podcasting has, you know, it, it, it opens doors for your personal brand, your business. It allows you to grow as an individual, as a podcast host, not to mention what it can do to, to, to benefit your business. This is Digital Marketing. Hey everyone, this is Mark DeGrasse, the President of Digital Marketer, and this is the podcast that keeps you up to date on everything you need to know when it comes to digital marketing, from the platforms you need to be focused on to the kind of tactics and tools that are working today. Today, our guest is Sebastian Rusk, the Podcast Launch Lab founder and owner, and somebody who's actually been part of the digital marketer community since way before me. So welcome, Sebastian. Mark, it's great to be here, man. Full circle moment here, ladies Full and gentlemen. Full circle. <laughs> so let's talk about that really quick, because I, I know you you were actually the TNC MC for a while. Yeah, I, for probably, I think it was 2014 to 2018, I was, I had an MC business. And the only way I would get new gigs is nobody ever goes, we need an MC. I would have to go hunt for those gigs. So I would hit up every ad and any collateral online about a, a live event, specifically business and marketing events. And I saw an ad on Twitter for a traffic and conversion summit. So I immediately replied to that ad to Digital Marketer and said, hey, do you need a guy with a bow tie to rock the stage for traffic and conversions? And nobody replied, but Twitter very quickly after that said, you should follow this guy named Ryan Dice. He's the founder of Digital Marketer. I'm like, hey, I come from the school of start from the start at the top and work your way down. So I actually sent that same tweet to Ryan and he said, actually, we do need an MC. Can you DM me? And uh, he sent me his number. We were on the phone the next morning and uh, the, the rest is really history. Uh, I'll never forget it because uh, he, you know, I, I was somewhat unprepared for the opportunity because I was used to, I did a majority of the gigs for, you know, food and, and, and beer. Um, and then I got into like, well, I got my travel covered and then I would start to get paid to like a, a stipend daily. And then right around the same time, I was actually starting to be paid as an MC. So when this all happened, it was one of those hang the phone up. And I was like, did that, did that really just happen here? (laughs) And you're right. Exactly. And I got to San Diego that year and I realized how teeny tiny I was in the world of marketing. And, um, realized that what a tremendous opportunity it was. The, the reason I started emceeing was that you don't have to work so hard if you're on stage. Obviously, speakers, that works really well for speakers. But if you don't get booked to speak, then what? And I found myself, mm. you know, the speaking world was really competitive then. It still is to this day. And I went to a conference one time and somebody asked me for some feedback on the conference. And I said, it was great, except for by lunch on the first day, I wanted to punch myself in the face due to the lack of energy. And they organized, oh. well, what's your, what's your suggestion? And I said, well, let me MC it next time. And they called me back three months later and he said, all right, well, we'll give you a shot. And that was my first shot at doing it. And once I did, it was a social media conference and uh, met a lot of people in the marketing world. And then the natural progression was TNC, which just, you know, I got to grow with the show. I think the year I started, there were two stages and it was right at the tail end of of Ryan not really wanting to play that role as much, but more importantly, he couldn't be everywhere um, at the same time. And I think by the time I was done, you guys were doing like, I don't know, five different stages um, in addition to the main stage. So it just became this monstrosity. There were several of me, well, not me specifically, but several MCs to be able to help coordinate all of of that. And um, 
But well, yeah, what a wild, wild journey. It was a, it was a humbling experience uh, to say the least because I realized how much I had not done in the world of business. I knew that I had energy. I knew I had talent, uh, but I would always walk away very empty every year going, I don't have my thing yet. And uh, at the tail end of that run with, with TNC, I found my thing and that's the world of podcasting, which has become my life's work. And uh, I still continue as a creator. I host three shows at the moment and uh, run the agency helping folks figure out Go how to navigate going from idea to iTunes in 90 days or less with our proven podcast. Proven. I like that. No, well, and your story is it sounds like this miraculous story, but it's actually just how it happens just over and over and over again. And it's it's that outreach that you did, the confidence you needed to make that. Like a lot of people don't have that. And it's uh it says a lot. Like whenever I'm looking for contributors for digital marketer, I'm like. I'm pretty busy too, you know? <laughs> so, so if you contact me once, like that's probably not going to work. And if you contact me twice, it's still probably not going to work. And then you have to do this kind of, uh, you know, effort to put in, but it's a qualifier because if you can't do that, then you're definitely not going to be able to do what I need you to do. Cause I ask a lot. And so sure. does Ryan, you know, that's, that's how the company was built. So it's, that's incredible. Just that's what you were able to do, gain on stage, proving yourself, like doing the work. And that's really what digital marketer is all about, which is like, how much work can you do? And what does it lead to? And then really nothing else matters. So right. congratulations. That was, and yeah, there was a couple cast to care. I mean, I, Ryan and I, I had the initial relationship with, of course, when I got there, I met Roland and I met Perry and I had a lot of, I had a lot of eyeballs on me to say the least, as far as, um, you know, Hey, don't mess up kid. And I'm sure that I did somewhere along the line there, ah, but that uh, happens. you know, Roland and, and Perry, uh, ha have become, you know, great friends and in, in, in contacts in, in my world, um, you know, years later, which, you know, that's really what it's all about are these relationships and finding mutual friends and, you know, being able to shoot these guys a text every now and then, and there, there's some similarities that went and happened. But again, it all started, you know, with that opportunity to be on that TNC stage. I'll never forget the first time walking out and seeing, I think there was 3,800 attendees that year which was a very, very small number compared to, you know, where it's at these days, but walking out there and going, man, don't forget this, Sebastian. These are, these are the moments that count, but you wouldn't be here. Had you not asked, you got to get the effort. Yeah, exactly. Stay exactly. Make the effort, stick your head out there. And man, like, can I, let me tell you, being the MC is the hardest job in the building, which is kind of why I don't do it anymore, but um, <laughs> it's a little stressful. people are like, are you crazy? Why would you not do that anymore? I go, I know, I know it looks all glamorous, but you know, you're the first guy there, the last one to leave. And don't you dare leave that stage. So, uh, yeah, you no, know, that's, uh, Brave man. Well, let's talk about real quick how you found podcasting. Cause I think for a lot of people like, Oh, what should I do? And then what a lot of people do is just nothing. They think a lot about stuff and then they actually don't become what we call a T-shaped marketer was somebody who has an understanding of everything before they choose a specialty to get specific on. So it sounds like you kind of went through the cycle of being a marketer, trying to figure it out. And then you landed on podcasts. Uh, just kind of, how did you get to that point? Yeah, that's a, it's a great story, and I'm and I'm glad you 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 asked because it wasn't a it was it was a it was a personal journey more than it was a business journey because through the TNC opportunity I learned a lot and I had the opportunity to be mentored by by Ryan and 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 learn some very very valuable lessons and some painful lessons at time too about humility and about branding and about what you know how you show up and the things that are important and 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 when I when I ended um, the, the run with TNC, I kept telling myself, I hate the work that I do. I don't have my thing. And I'm not really happy 
with you as a whole, Sebastian. There's some tweaks there that that need to get done because you're going to end up building something. You're going to mess it all up because you don't have the character and personality in place to do it. So in 2016, I went on a journey to um, to to figure out Sebastian, if you will, and I took a course in early 2016, a personal development course that radically changed my life, and I came out of that. Um, being aware, but more self-aware of how I was showing up. And more importantly, I, I learned how to love myself. I learned how to be fully accountable for my life, my actions, and realizing that everything that happens in my life is my fault. And most importantly, nobody cares. You know why? Because they're too busy worrying about themselves. It's my job to care. So as I came out of that, it was a very, very heavy and painful year. Uh, you know, the only way out is through, uh, as they say. And I made that decision to go through because I thought whatever's on the other side of this, is way better than where I'm at right now. So when I came out of that, I I woke up one day and I said, well, I've been working from the house. Let's go to a co-working space. Let's just mix it up a little bit and get back in the mix and figure this thing out. Figure out how to stop doing the social media work you don't want to do and find out what your thing is. Like you've been surrounded mm -hmm. by thousands of people that have their thing. And I walked into a co-working space and rented a desk for a couple hundred bucks a month. And I ran into an old friend of mine in the elevator and she had an internet radio show in there. And I said, how's the internet radio show going? And she said, great. And I said, how do you know? And she goes, well, I said, you don't. Did you realize that you could start a podcast from your house and it'd probably be a lot easier? I've had a podcast since I started in 2010. I haven't been that consistent with it. And she goes, well, I don't know how to start one. You should create a course to help people start one. I said, well, you know, I'm impartial with courses because, you know, people buy them and they don't do anything with them. And then I feel bad. Maybe that's a Sebastian thing. Mm. But then I thought, how about a done for you, done with you podcast launch solution. I'll never forget it. I walked her down to her car and she poked me in the chest and said, that's it, buddy. And some of those pivotal moments where you have just random conversations happen that turn into something. I went back upstairs to my rented desk at the time and took out three sheets of paper and I mapped out what would become the podcast launch lab. And it just, once you're flowing, it was flowing. I said, this is going to be a turnkey podcast launch solution to take people from idea to iTunes in 90 days or less by successfully launching uh, a podcast for their business. And, um, it was a 30-day program at the time. That was not enough time. Then I moved to <laughs> a six-month time. Uh, and my brother Owen called and said, six months is no urgency whatsoever. It needs to be a 90-day program. And they don't have 91 days. They've got 90 days to complete it total. So that was 2016. And I started beating the podcast drum. And uh, from there, I started to phase out the social media work that I was doing because I told myself, if it's not podcasting, I'm not doing it. I'm already broke. I'm an entrepreneur. I mean, yeah. I'm still on this roller coaster. I might as well just say, hey, we're going to be broke figuring out podcasting. And I had a lot of noise and outside voices and friends close to me going, nobody wants a podcast. Nobody's going to invest in this. You got a good thing going on with the social buzz company. And I just knew in my heart of hearts, it wasn't about being, uh, being clear about it, Mark. I had absolute certainty that this is what I was put on this planet to do. Not only communicate, but help people step into a different version of themselves so that they can become that communicator. They can become that marketer. They can become that media company because they made a decision to utilize the catalyst that is podcasting. So by, I say by late 2018, I had phased out all the other work and I said, this is it. And I continued to raise the price of the program, which allowed me to sustain and let other clients go and move away from that work. And then 2020 hit and I opened my first studio in January of that year. March, the world shut down and everyone and their brother started a podcast. And 
Uh, I had a mentor of mine randomly call me that I met through the TNC circles. Tony grabbed my, I'll never forget it. He said, um, how's the program going? And I said, great. He goes, you need to increase the price by $2,000. I go, Tony, I love you, brother. And I appreciate your concern, but this thing is not flying off the shelves right now. And I'm just getting started. And he said, Sebastian, if you increase the price of the program, you're going to start attracting the people that have no problem paying that premium price. And you're not going to have to deal with the people that give you headaches, that love to pay the least price possible. So uh, in the middle of 2020, we jacked up the price and continued to evolve in uh, the, the program. And here we are three years later and um, the company's doing great. And I'm able to support uh, the ongoing growth of the agency through my personal brand, through speaking and the content I create and the podcast that I, that I host. And um, it, it's kind of funny how it goes all full circle back to the agency, but my life's mission is being able to see people become the best versions of themselves, but more importantly, step into a different version of themselves because they made it a conscious decision to start a podcast. Cause so many things happen when you get in front of a camera or get in front of a microphone. And as mm. you know, most people's number one fear is, is, is public speaking. Number two is dying. I mean, riddle me that one. So <laughs> we, you know, what we work with a lot on is this mindset commitment and really silencing that inner critic. I'm going to look like crap, sound like crap. Nobody's going to listen. Everybody's got a podcast. I'll never be Joe Rogan. I don't do it that way. I don't do it this way. And I say, how do we, how about we just do it the way that Mark does it? How about we just create Mark as a podcaster in a category of your own and not worry about what everybody else uh, is mm. doing. So, um, it's an extreme privilege and I'm um, humbled with the opportunity of being able to get to do this on a daily basis. It's, it's nonstop and it's taken me to a lot of wild adventures and continues to, but man, I wouldn't trade it for anything. That is so cool. I mean, you, you gave a lot of amazing points in there. I, I love how you started with the self-development side, because I think it's, uh, you know, it happens that I just went through the same thing over the last like two years where it was kind of like, huh. I'm not happy. <laughs> and so, but you start with the self-development side, find out what you like, what you like to do, who you are, uh, where you want to get to, what your mission is, what your purpose is, like all that kind of stuff. Like you, you kind of throw it out the window when you think about like making money because you think like, okay, well, I got to pay the bills. Got to keep doing this miserable thing I hate because I have to pay the bills. And you use it as an excuse to not take bold, direct action like you did, which was the self-development path. Like, now let's figure you out first, and then you could come back and do the the other thing. And I also love how you said that you were broke anyways, <laughs> you know, because it's kind of like you have these entrepreneurs and the small business owners that are so set. They're like, no, I got to pay the bills, got to get the bills paid, got to keep doing this thing that makes me miserable. It's like, no, you're not making that much money anyways. It's not like you're giving up $10 million or a million dollars or $10,000, like you're giving up not very much. And let's just figure it out, define yourself, and then move forward with some purpose and some passion. And, and I love how, you, and then you also listen to friends who said, increase your price 2000, which is, you know, it's got people take that casual, like, well, yeah, you should just increase your price. That's a terrifying prospect when you think like, well, I have 50 clients paying this. And if I increase the price, I don't know if anybody's going to want that. And then I lose these 50 people and you know, you go through your head and it's back to got to pay the bills, got to do the thing, <laughs> but you listen. And so I, that's, that's a, that's an amazing journey you went on and uh, very admirable. And I love how it started with the self-development. Thanks, man. I, one of the early things I, I learned from, from, I was fortunate enough to, to meet Gary Vaynerchuk early on mm -hmm. when he was in his wine days and 
One of the first things he would, we talked about a number, a number of things and still talks about the same things to this day because they're true. Imagine that. But it was, you know, stop doing things you hate. You can make just as much money doing stuff that makes you happy. Like it's totally realistic. And then a, a mentor, another mentor of mine that said, you know, Sebastian, making a, money is a byproduct of doing what you love. And I never understood that until now. Yeah. <laughs> No, that's huge. Well, it's, it's so easy to overlook, but it's, it's it goes back to that survival instinct that we all have that we don't want to let go of because it's kept us. I'm still alive. I'm still here. But yeah, to get to, to where you're at, where it's like now you're doing something you like, you're helping people. You feel great about that, too. So there's just these layers of benefit that you build up. And then money is in there, too. But it's like. I'd probably do this anyways, you know? <laughs> so this is great. Well, that's fantastic. I love the story. Love the development path. Uh, let's talk about just really quick. Cause I think when, when people talk about podcasts, we did have a bunch of like, start your podcast, uh, type, you know, articles and episodes of the podcast. Uh, but a lot of people just worry about that action of starting a podcast. How do you tie the podcast and the whole concept of keeping up this kind of content engine that you have with the podcast, uh, and linking it to what actually you're trying to do, which is make money sell products, uh, get new gigs or whatever it is. Like, how do you connect the strategy with actually making a podcast? Well, we look at how can we take the podcast and use it as a vehicle to drive business to the bottom line. And the best way to do that is to interview people that you can do business with. Start with your existing prospect list and then go to your dream top 25 list and then, you know, figure out how you normally prospect. And instead of saying, hey, Mark, I'd love to have a conversation with you uh, about your podcast or the potential of a podcast for you and your business, I'm saying, hey, Mark, let's get you on the podcast. I'd love right. to talk about you, tell your story, tell the story of your brand, get to know you better. We'll achieve a couple of objectives over that phone conversation or over that podcast uh, interview. Uh, are, are you open to it? You're going to be far more inclined to say, yeah, let's do that versus sure, another sales call because a hundred of me are asking for a sales call on a daily basis. So I think when you look at why do I want to start a podcast? Well, We've got a couple of different reasons for the mechanics of that. But number one, it gets you in front of people you wouldn't ordinarily be able to get in front of. It gives you an access key. It gets you in the right room, if you will, to be able to at least initiate the relationship with someone you could potentially do business with. Not going to say you're going to close 100% of the people you interview. If you do, fantastic. Wow. But chances are, you know, chances are it's not going to be 100%, but you've still got that initial touch point. And it's kind of like giving somebody a copy of your book. Nobody throws books away. They might mm. put it on their shelf. They might leave it on their desk. They may give it away. But when it's time to hire you and your book sitting on their desk or bookshelf, they remember you. They may not need a podcast when I get done interviewing them. But when they get off that interview and they're in that next marketing meeting and the word podcast comes up, I guarantee you I'm at the top of the list. Not because mm. I'm the podcast guy, but because I reached out and I, again, back to effort, made the effort to say, hey, let me make this all about them. And let's initially build a relationship through means of a podcast interview. And at the end of the interview, I say, hey, Mark, if there's anything I can ever do to serve you or Digital Marketer with your podcasting needs, please don't hesitate to reach out. I mean that. Uh, they remember those conversations. So I think it's the audience of one with mm -hmm. a podcast that allows us to really focus and hone in on why we're starting a podcast. It doesn't matter how many downloads I have or sponsorships or all the shiny objects that mm. can come along with a podcast, but it's that audience of one. What am I able to do by sitting down in front of an individual that I don't know, that I may know, that I may not know that well, 
and make it all about them and show up for them, do the work for them, build that rapport by default. What's possible on the other side of it? I've physically lived uh, exactly what's on the other side of that and it's business and it's revenue and it's increased um, uh, levels of relationship uh, mm. with those individuals. And it's your foot in the door. I mean, whether it's a speaking gig or it's a brand deal or a podcast or, a, or an agency client, I mean, I've been able to really run the gamut, thankfully, by simply saying, hey, man, would love to get you on the podcast or hey, ma'am, would love to get you on the podcast or hey, sir, love to get you on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Well, and then there's nothing today that's kind of similar to like, oh, I'm I'm going on a podcast. Because if you say that to most people, especially people like our age, where you're kind of like, oh, yeah, I'm a host of a podcast show. They're like, really? Like, it's it's really impressive. <laughs> so if you need another incentive, just having a podcast and being somebody who does it is like a thing, because most people have tried it and quit or they I mean, most people just never try. And it's like, oh, well, of course, it didn't work. Like, how, sure. how could it? <laughs> did it not work or did you not work? There's a gigantic, yes. oh, that's good. gigantic difference there. Uh, but, you know, podcasting has, you know, it, it, it opens doors for your personal brand, your business. It allows you to grow as an individual, as a podcast host, not to mention what it can do to, to, to benefit your business. So that's always the starting point when someone mm. comes to us and says, hey, we, I want to start a podcast. I go, great. Why? Because if you and your friends, when you get together and drink wine, you think you're funny and you probably should record that, I'm going to send you back to the drawing board and and suggest <laughs> maybe, just maybe, there may be a better solution for that. And that is, how can we start a podcast to, to be able to generate new business and revenue and, and ultimately help our business and brand grow? And then on the other side of it is what's possible with your social media content strategy mm. because of your podcast? So being able to record one podcast episode for 30 minutes long and being able to dissect that episode into micro content, multiple pieces of micro content to not only promote the podcast, the podcast episode, your guest on the podcast, but you're creating an evergreen library of content, which everybody needs, regardless of how fast the robots are working in the world of AI, mm -hmm. always need a content library and in and, and, and 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 an entire uh yeah, library is the right word of yeah. content for our brand. So that we're consistent because most brands are extremely negligent on the content side. So mm. I often say starting a podcast can help you solve all of your social media content problems, or at least most of them. Well, and I think that we talked a little bit about AI uh, when I was on your podcast and it's it, AI is going to make podcasting even more important because if everybody could generate default content, nobody's going to be able to generate your conversations that you have on a podcast. Like that's not replaceable in any way, shape or form. So you're going to be an awesome position in terms of content creation in the next uh, one to five years, because podcasting and that personal connection that you make with your guests and everything that goes into the podcast uh, is not going to be duplicatable by AI, like at least not in the near future. If you chatted with AI, I'll tell you, it's not super engaging <laughs> it's oh, how could it be right well i mean if, if, if you can find the platform up i mean it's that that's that's half the battle right there is the platform actually up and working at the moment is this is right right it's totally different <laughs> conversation there um that will continue to evolve we're, we're working on a uh a software right now with a group of uh college students in an engineering school um figuring out what it uh, what it uh, looks like to create a platform that can help with 
the micro content of each podcast. So your show notes, your, your transcriptions, your micro content, your audiograms. So uh, it was funny. They hit me up and said, Hey, can you just look at the platform and let us know what you think? And I'm like, Hey, can I invest in the platform and help you bring this thing to market? And bunch of college kids, but just brilliant minds doing this. I'm like, here's where we're at. I mean, we are actually, but this isn't like a school project. They're like, we're putting a UI on this thing. We're launching it by, uh, by June. We're bringing wow. in investors, bringing this thing to the market. I'm like, you guys may never have to worry about what you're going to do for work here. Cause you guys may exit first year out of college. Oh, that'd be nice. Now but those guys have a different incentive for even bigger things is what ends up happening uh, when they oh, accomplish something like that. But you know, it's funny because you always see younger people doing that. And the reason why, cause I remember being that age is because you don't know any better because you think it's all possible until you actually get out of the world and they're like, wow, stuff is hard. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm like, yeah, man, go for it. Go for it when you're you're passionate and about it. And you will, even if you don't succeed, it's going to be an awesome story and an awesome experience. And it'll still be valuable, just like even trying to make a podcast. So right. uh, I love what you're doing. I love the story. I think we'll have to have you back on soon to talk about more specifics about how to connect, you know, your podcast, your funnel and how to, you know, coordinate the guests and, and bring people on in an organic, natural way to have the best conversation. And then just having conversations, which I, I only recently learned how to do. And so I'm like, oh, there's some tricks to this. Yeah. especially on a podcast. So thank you for all the insights. Thank you for the, the, you know, the path that you took, because I think it's, it's a really important lesson for, for most people to learn and a lot of people miss. So uh, congratulations on getting that done. Uh, where can people find out more about you, what you do, how to make a podcast? Well, if you're listening right now, you're like, I'll listen to this episode because I want to start a podcast. I don't know where to start. I'd be happy to have a conversation with you. Um, I'll chat with anybody for 10, 15 minutes about what your idea is. It may not be valid enough to, for, to be a fit for our program. So I may send you back to the drawing board to come back to us again, but you can yeah. schedule a call. Uh, go to podcastlaunchlabnow.com. That's podcastlaunchlabnow.com. That'll bring you right to my calendar and uh, well, myself or somebody on my team will connect and chat about what's possible. Um, and I hang out on all the socials. So spend a lot of time on LinkedIn. Uh, Facebook and uh, and and Instagrams, Instagrams. Yes, going back to pictures now. I see. <laughs> yeah, well, they make up their mind. My goodness. Oh man, some of these platforms. Yeah. Anyways, that's a different topic too. Uh, well, thank you so much, Sebastian. We'll we'll definitely have you back. I think we got a lot to talk about. I think your your message and how you develop podcasts is amazing. And uh, thank you for being part of the digital market community for so long and coming back around to to get on the podcast. My pleasure, Mark. It really full circle moment and I'm humbled by the opportunity. Well, thank you so much. And thanks so much for listening. Be sure to hit that follow button so you get notified when all of our new episodes release. Please share this with that friend who is clueless about digital marketing. And don't forget to visit digitalmarketer.com where you can access all of our courses, certifications, and training programs. Thanks again, everyone. And we'll see you next time. This is Digital Marketer. Get ready for the two easiest ways for you to generate product photos for your e-commerce store. I'm Lauren Petrullo, founder and CEO of Mongoose Media and Digital Marketer Academy faculty member. I've managed over 50,000 SKUs for over 100 different e-commerce sites, and I cannot tell you the importance of quality product photos. Not only are they important for your website, but they're great to be repurposed in your email marketing campaigns, your paid ad initiatives, and your organic social media content. It's imperative that you have great photos because great photos sell your products and start conversations with your consumers. There are two great solutions when seeking out quality product photos for your e-commerce site. One, UGC. 
We know that native user-generated content wins all day on social. When you can get your customers to share back their use of your products in their voice, in their personal applications, you will see dividends when that is repurposed in your paid ads and organic social feeds. Secondly, don't have customers or UGC yet? Not a problem. There are cost-effective solutions in which you can outsource that photography. This and so much more is covered in my modules in our e-commerce cert with Digital Marketer.